Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are again to talk Random Monster from Random Monster Manual. This week, I have pulled out the good old standard 5th edition Monster Manual. Feels like it's been a very long time since we've dipped into this. We are on page 135. This is the Flumph. Matt, are you familiar with the Flumph? Ah, the classic Flumph. Yes. Are you saying that facetiously? No. Okay. Because <laughs> Flumph has been around since since first edition. I know. That's what I mean by classic. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were like, oh yeah, the Flumph. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the the fifth edition art for Flumph, a little cutie, cutie pie. Nice. You know what it reminds okay. me of? You I'm, you must have seen the the depiction of the flying spaghetti monster. You know. Oh yeah. You, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. It must have been based on the Flumph, the the flying spaghetti monster. I would imagine. Yeah. So the Flumph. The mysterious flumps drift through the underdark, propelled through the air by the jets whose sound gives them their name. So you just hear echoes of flump, flump, flump through the underdark. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. A flump glows faintly, reflecting its mood in its color. Soft pink means it is amused. Deep blue is sadness. Green expresses curiosity. And crimson is anger. Flumps communicate telepathically. Though they resemble jellyfish, flumps are sentient beings of great intelligence and wisdom, possessing advanced knowledge of religion, philosophy, mathematics, and countless other subjects. Flumps are sensitive to the emotional states of nearby creatures. If a creature's thoughts suggest goodness, a flump seeks that creature out. When facing creatures that exude evil, a flump flees. A fleeing flump flees flyingly. <laughs> flumps feed by siphoning mental energy from psionic creatures, and they can be found lurking near communities of Mind Flayers, Abaleths, Githyanki, and Githzerai. As passive parasites, they take only the mental energy they need, and most creatures feel no loss or discomfort from such feedings. Consuming psionic energy reveals the thoughts and emotions of the creatures on which the flumps feed. Since so many of those creatures are evil, flumps are often subjected to thoughts, emotions, and hungers that sicken their pure nature. When flumps encounter good-hearted adventurers, they eagerly share the dark secrets they have learned in the hopes of casting down their evil sources of energy, even if doing so means that they must seek out new sources of nourishment. Hmm. Flumps live in complex and organized groups called cloisters, within which each flump has a place and a purpose. These harmonious groupings have no need for leaders, since all flumps contribute in their own way. And X the Mystic's first rule of dungeon survival is trust a flump. They are lawful good, they are apparently socialists, and they all they all contribute in their yep. society. They are small aberrations. They do they do look like Although in this picture, they give them like really bloodshot eyes. Really, really unsavory. Yeah. Yeah, they've been siphoning energy off of Joe Rogan, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really just a contact, contact eye here. They're only a one-eighth challenge rating. I didn't realize they were that low. Hmm. AC of 12, hit points of 7, fly speed of 30, advanced telepathy, 
gives them the ability to communicate within 60 feet, and they can't be surprised by creatures with any form of telepathy. That's that's an interesting detail. So they can't. So that is that part of that siphoning off the psionic energy. They they can just tune into that resonance and know where it's coming from. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, it's it's almost like a, a radar. Yeah, that makes sense. They have a prone deficiency. <laughs> if the flump is knocked prone, roll a die. On an odd result, the flump lands upside down and is incapacitated. At the end of each of its turns, the flump can make a DC-10 dex saving throw, righting itself and ending the incapacitated condition if it succeeds. And its dex, it's got a 15 dex, so that's a plus two. That's not too bad. Yeah. But how would you, if something's flying, wouldn't they be immune to being knocked prone? I guess knocked prone is just like being knocked down, right? So it's not like they have to be tripped or pushed or anything. It's really just being knocked out of the air, right? I guess you would imagine if something is flying, though, it should be able to right itself before hitting the ground. But maybe that's just kind of the weird, clumsy nature of these creatures. Yeah, if you hit it hard enough, it it just just slams into the ground. It's like spiking a football. Spiking a exactly a, a really squishy football. Yeah, that I've never thought of of something flying being knocked prone, but it's. I mean, I, all it is really is just being knocked to the ground. So regardless of of how you were, not on the ground, you can still be knocked on the ground. You know, unless true, unless it's something like a gelatinous cube, like oozes. I think are are immune to being prone, because. Because what's I'm pretty what's sure. knocked down, what's upside down for an ooze? Exactly, yeah. It, yeah. Is that ooze on its side? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's on one of its sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the flump also has telepathic shroud, which means that it is immune to any effect that would sense its emotions or read its thoughts, as well as all divination spells. For attacks, we have tendrils. It is a it is a D4 plus 2 of piercing damage plus a D4 of acid damage. At the end of each of its turns, the target must make a DC 10 con saving throw or take 1D4 acid damage on failure or end the recurring acid damage on success. A lesser resto spell cast on the target also ends that recurring acid damage. Would you allow, if you have like a construct or something, like a, what are they called? In 4E, they they had them a lot. Basically, like a machine man. So if you if one of your one of your players was like a um, a robot, a machine man, some sort of a construct, would you allow mending to be cast instead of lesser resto for that? I would say so. Right, it would be a nice little flavor. It's technically not not meant for that, but it's... yeah. Yeah, because mending can't be like living flesh or something, but you're you're on that fine line, right? You're on that. You could go either way. It's a it's a sentient construct, but is it really living flesh if it's just kind of a robot? Exactly. I mean, if they went actual robot, actual construct like that, and not like a Frankenstein of of body parts, yeah. then yeah, I would say so. That's almost a, a tip of the cap to to choosing a class and a, or a race 
that is so out there and probably a bit more difficult to play than your standard mm. dwarf, elf, yeah. whatever. It was Warforged. That's 4E. 4E had Warforged. Gotcha. And finally, once per day, the flump can use Stench Spray. Each creature in a 15-foot cone originating from the flump must succeed on a DC-10 deck save or be coated in a foul-smelling liquid. Oh. A coated creature exudes a horrible stench for 1d4 hours. The coated creature is poisoned as long as the stench lasts, and other creatures are poisoned while within 5 feet of the coated creature. Holy cow. A creature can remove the stench on itself by using a short rest to bathe in water, alcohol, or vinegar. Okay. I would also allow tomato juice. Head to the Vinegar Springs. That's right, yeah. The uh, the old Vinegar Springs of Faerun. And uh, so we are all all refreshed. Poisoned just means that they have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. So not the gotcha. end of the world, but a definite inconvenience. For sure, yeah. So Flumph, the little floaty cuties, what do you think? I did not think that they were so passive. mm mm-hmm. I knew that they were just kind of floating balls of, of cuteness, mm. but that they were so, I don't want to say ineffective, but. They're kind of hippies, right? They're kind of like, yeah. let's just get along. I just want some good energy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just the, the idea that they would sacrifice their food source. Yeah. Just to make the world a better place. I mean, that is. That is some Bernie Sanders stuff right there. Well, they they are lawful good, and I think that's a really good representation. Of palpable that, yeah. representation, yeah, because it's it's really easy to be like, oh, lawful good means they're just really really good. But that's a good a good way to put it into perspective. Is like they would sacrifice this whole colony of of mind flayers, which was a buffet. But the <laughs> how much of a sacrifice is it if you you're basically getting indigestion every time you eat because it's it's they're getting that that negative psychic energy when they eat. So it's it's like maybe I'll go find something that that I don't have to take a tums for every time I eat. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to have McDonald's anymore. Yeah, so I got to go find something else. I got to stop eating this garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I I cannot have spaghetti sauce one more night. My chest is going to burn a <laughs> hole. <laughs> that I that's really all it is. So I'm going to fall prone and <laughs> have spaghetti one more time. Yes. Oh, man, that's the worst. That's the worst for a flump. <laughs> Would you make a flump sticky or or like like so, like that that level of consistency when you've blown a, a, a bubble in your bubble gum so large that the bubble itself has dried out that if you touch it gently enough, it doesn't stick, but it also doesn't pop the bubble. Is that a very specific a bit of imagery for you there but 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 you know what i'm saying right in the pantheon of weird questions <laughs> you have asked me on this podcast that may be on the top of it's the up heap. there it's up there i can't think of a better analogy for it no i think that that's probably pretty close to, to the consistency of a flump mm-hmm. you can either do that or you can go the other way and make it one of those like kind of stress ball squeeze ball things that are are mm. Not the the styrofoam ones, but the ones that are like gelatinous within. Yeah, like a Stretch Armstrong, basically. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Without the the harder coating that a Stretch Armstrong has on the outside. Oh, so it would be just the, just the goo on the inside. Well, it would be the the goo on the inside, but 
but like stress balls seem to have a, a thinner membrane around that goo. Oh, so it's okay. It's easier to squeeze like a stress ball. Yeah, okay. You know, in I don't know about stress balls, but inside of Stretch Armstrong, you know, all all it was was like liquid corn syrup that has been that has had the 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 liquid reduced. So it's basically a non-Newtonian fluid. It's that that water and corn syrup, and then they reduce it enough to take much of the moisture out. So it's this weird, like bizarre goo. That is interesting. I remember your stretch Armstrong from was, back in the day. It was Brandon's. It was Brandon's. It was Brandon's. Yeah. Oh, Brandon got all the new toys. Brandon got all the new toys. He's he's the youngest. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they ran out of blocks and twigs that they gave us, so they had to get them actual toys. I was just thinking the other day how you we had literally little blocks of wood that you drew all of the Mega Man guys on. Yep. Which I thought was brilliant. And wrestling characters as well. I remember doing that. Oh, really? I, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize you were in into wrestling enough that that was an option for you. Well, I won't say all of the wrestling characters, but the big ones. There was a Hulk Hogan and an Ultimate Warrior for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and Brandon had like actual. Brandon toys. had actual toys. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Uh, I was. I didn't even get blocks. I had to use your toys. <laughs> That's you had hand me down blocks. <laughs> that's that's the saddest thing in the world. They were all just splinters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of drawing characters on on popsicle sticks for Rook. That's why I was <laughs> thinking about that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so flump <laughs> consistency of a flump. Yeah, but it's it's not like if you hit a flump with a sword, it would just like go straight through. You know. Oh no. I mean, there is, uh, I mean, it is a quarter, uh, no, it it is an eighth eighth. of a challenge with seven hit points, so it's not like, it doesn't seem like these are made for combat, and I don't, I don't feel like they would ever initiate combat. I mean, even with the, the baddies that they encounter in the Underdark, it's either stay away and, and eat their, their psionic energy or, or just run away from them. They, they, are, yeah. they are not a combative creature. No, it's it's wait until you find a party of foolish adventurers that can do your, your dirty work for you. Right, yeah. Who who exude enough good energy that you're like, okay, I can I can talk to these guys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they are they're set dressing. They are they are a lot like the lurking strangler, just on the opposite end of the spectrum. They're they're cute. They're ones that you're your players would encounter and interact with. They are, I believe there is one, one pre-gen adventure out there, the pre-made for 5e that Wizards put out that features a flump in there. And I don't remember which one it is now at this point. It might be, no, Descent into Avernus has the weird little holophant. I think there's a flump in one too. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Sidekick, possibly. Either, either a companion or I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say like animal companion for a ranger, but I would say potential familiar. Although it's, it being sentient makes it, pushes that line. And we've had this discussion before. Sure. I I would maybe familiar, but I would say more along the lines of just kind of little hanger on of. Yeah. He just follows the party around, maybe kind of 
asks them if he can have some psionic energy every once in a while. Yeah, right. And points out the bad guys. Really, he's just yeah. he's a compass. Yeah, it's it's the it's an NPC. It would be an NPC tag along. Oh, sure. It's it's like everybody's everybody's favorite little weenie who who happens to be in debt to the party or something that that sticks around for a while and and everyone gets really upset when it, when that character dies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What would the voice of a flump oh, sound like? My immediate thought is the like the energy beings from Futurama. They talk like this, and they it's it's like it's like high pitch, but there's also a rasp and a little low. They talk like this. I think I'm beautiful, but that would just destroy your voice if that was if you were tying that NPC into their party regularly. Yeah, that that's why the the pimply teenager on the Simpsons you don't see very often. Yeah, right, right, exactly. To spare the voice actor. I don't know. I mean, I I would go light and cutesy. That's that's the immediate thought upon looking at the picture, right? Or or you're you're thinking hippie, aren't you? You're thinking that like Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong, or what was the other the the one I was thinking the, the dude, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, yeah, yeah, maybe something along those lines. Uh, I was I kind of got like a bubbly aspect, and not like a, a cutesy bubbly, but like. Somebody that talks like that oh, oh, in their mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a marble mouth, like almost aquatic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I like that. That's different. Oh, but they're telepathic, so that wouldn't that wouldn't be there at all. Well, that's true. They would be. They could. I mean, they could. I suppose they could project that telepathically, but yeah. But there's there's nothing in the physiology that would. Why do they even have mouths? It, yeah, because their emotions come through in color. Emotions come through in color. Doesn't look like they have lungs. They eat telepathically. They communicate telepathically. That is just a design flaw. It is. It is. It's it's so that they can look concerned like that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I didn't think about that. Is that a mouth? That's the big question uh, that's true we are we are going off of our preconceptions of anatomy perhaps that is a sex organ we don't know <laughs> well that took a turn or 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 a, a waste orifice we don't know it's just rockets out of the top of them all of the above maybe perhaps it's a cloaca it's a it's the the flump cloaca <laughs> there you go maybe that's where the the <laughs> rockets out comes of out of <laughs> The senti goo is that what you said? Yeah, maybe that's where that comes from. Do they have scented? Oh, oh, the the stench spray. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I expected it to come out of the bottom like a like a little squid, but but we don't know what's under there. What's what's under the tentacle? So maybe that is. Maybe it looks like the flump is just vomiting, just just projectile vomiting. It just goes up and comes down. Yep. Back to the the stay puffed. Oh yeah. Like, yep. Like after they kill him. Mm-hmm. I think we've discovered the anatomy of the flump. I think we should do a one of those like those science textbooks of of like a cutaway of the flump, yeah, and what where where all these things are and what it is, and just pick the really bizarre things and just make up just wacky stuff for what goes where and what does what. Yeah, exactly. I think that could be fun. Half of it's made up of a bag of marshmallows, and then you know a big 
gland for for sense, a stench right? gland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, we we could we could pick out all of the the open license stuff and and do that. That could be pretty fun. That's, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if you know. I don't think Flump falls under the under their their stuff. It's only very specific creatures. Very few creatures yep. that they have the license for that are not open license, you know, like beholder is obviously theirs. Yep. Yeah. I think mind flayer is theirs, but Tarask is, is open. Flump is open, things like that. Yep. So I think even like owl bear stuff like that is. Yeah. Is open as I'm well. trying to remember. Yeah, I think it is. Oh yeah. Because we've seen it in Pathfinder. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Just one more idea that will never come to fruition. <laughs> My work is done for this week. Yeah, we need to start getting paid so we can do this stuff. I know, all the time, yeah. Yeah, listeners, if if you want any of these ideas to come to fruition, pony up, okay? We, we've got... Repay. We've got so many ideas. Let us, let us make these happen for you. I don't even want to do them, but if you want them, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, they have. That's why we're not getting paid. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, they've spoken. They, the the yeah. crickets have spoken. All right, so Flump, any any initial thoughts? Any any? Well, I mean, we've had our initial thoughts. Any final thoughts on on the Flump? Not not much to work with, I guess. I thought I thought there would be a little more there, and I suppose there is if you're really doing an underdark thing. I think that's the big thing. That's what I was going to go with. Is if you are in the underdark, you're. It's a nice, almost palate cleanser, I guess, between. You know, a, a hook horror encounter mm-hmm. and a drow encounter and a beholder encounter. Yeah. You know, to have something come along and provide a little bit of respite, maybe maybe a little bit of comic relief, something along those lines. I, I There's definitely a place for the flump. And yeah. it's obvious because it's lasted from the very beginning. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and read into like the the evolution, the progression of the flump. That's that's interesting that that thing would stick around. My guess is it started in Spelljammer. It's it's just wacky enough to be a Spelljammer. Probably. Oh, wait, no, Spelljammer wasn't first edition, though. Spelljammer was second. Yeah. Okay, so that's we proved that wrong immediately. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to read into that that evolution. That's interesting. We're earning those those dollars today. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they, we we correct ourselves most of the time. So, flying spaghetti monsters, Matt. How many flying spaghetti monsters would you give the flump? I'm gonna. Okay, I've got my guess. You ready? Yeah. I'm gonna say four. Oh, I initially wanted four, and I went with three again. I went with three. I initially, my initial thought was was four. So, so you're saying it's one better than the lurking strangler? I think it has a little bit more that you can do with it than the lurking strangler because it has its own society, mm-hmm. and you can come up upon that without it being just a minion. You can right. absolutely use it in that capacity, but you can come up upon a, a city of of flumps, uh, a cloister, a cloister, a cloister of flumps. Yeah, there's more utility there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 the the lurking strangler is just a little thing to fight. The flump can can and most likely will have interaction with your players. Exactly, yeah. and honestly, you can even use them as 
an ally. Yeah. If, you know, they, they have that scent spray, they have a very limited capacity to fight, but they, they can at least add that to the party as well as, you know, point you in the direction of here's the bad guy, mm. stay away from, or stay away from this area. It doesn't necessarily have to be mm. go here and, and, sure. and uh, you know, get rid of these guys. It's, right. That's a dragon go the other way right yeah these 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 things have skulls over their head you can't even see how high of a level they are don't go this way yeah exactly okay that's a good idea yeah yeah they they can be they can be signposts in the underdark because who knows what the heck is where in the underdark yeah they're little danger beacons yeah yeah that's a good idea i like that so that's it four four flying spaghetti monsters for our sweet sweet little flumph Thank you for listening this week. If you have any of the monster manuals that we're looking at, go on over to fecklessmomes.com and check out the list of monster manuals that we are working with. If you got any of them and you want to see a specific monster, you want to hear us talk about them, let us know. We will gladly talk about a specific monster that you want. And if you don't, we'll just talk about a random one next week. Thanks for listening this week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.